Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Wednesday, everybody. But let's call it What About It Wednesday. Because I got to tell you the truth. It's your boy OG in the booth. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. The end of the year is near. I got what you need right here. Two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Let's jump right into it. All right. Got a... End of the year, we're gonna get into a few things. Uh, maybe I'll do another show Friday. Maybe we'll get into Saturday situations, but remains to be seen. Just depends on what happens in the sports world. First, we're gonna jump right into it and pay homage to the dead. My guy Franco Harris passed away last week. Uh, growing up, I was still a fan. He he died a week before they were gonna retire his jersey. And, and uh, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, I grew up in the Steelers fan in the 70s. I, me and my brother, we had the jackets, the whole deal. Terry Bradshaw was my man, but Franco was the engine that drove the car. Uh, sad to see him go, especially before he got uh, properly recognized. Because, you know, they just don't retire jerseys in Pittsburgh like that. But, you know, once Bradshaw exited... You know, my loss was pretty much done, but Franco had a great career. Uh, from all accounts, he was a great guy, willing to help. He stayed in Pittsburgh. Uh, my condolences go out to him and his family and to uh, Steeler Nation. Uh, moving along. Things that happen, like I said, it's what about it Wednesday. Things happen that should have happened, but they happened, so we're going to talk about it. First of all, uh, D Daniel Hackett from... The Broncos finally got fired. Should have been fired about five or six games ago, but he's gone. He was only one of the problems. Uh, some people just are coordinators. A la Josh McDaniel. He's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. He was in over his head. And like I said, they need to start vetting the head coaching process because, I mean, it's all about who you know, not what you know. This guy is a classic example of who you know. Because his dad was a great coordinator in the league. But, yeah, that's all he is at this point. Not say he can't grow. Maybe he'll get another shot. But this was not the job for him. Riding Piggybacking off of that, the Russ hate has to stop. Why are they so on Russ? It's sports. You have losing seasons. I guess Russ not supposed to have a losing season. He has to take his blame in the whole Bronco debacle. But all they keep bringing up is the money. He got this. He got that. Well, he's played in the football, the National Football League for almost 10 years. Russ deserved that money. And the way the market's set right now, why are you crying? Because when his white counterparts get that money, nobody's talking about them. And these guys just, if you don't like Russ, that's fine. But attacking him like he's been a scrub. Is a, Russ got a Super Bowl ring. Russ on his way to the Hall of Fame if he has a, a bounce back career. Like I said, I think Russ is hurt, but he's taking he's taking one for the team. You're never going to find Russ on a police blotter. He's always in the community, but these pundits on TV just constantly attacking him. Let me give you an example. Tom Brady is having a horrific year. They only have they're only two games up on the Broncos. I don't see anybody dragging him through the mud. 
He looks like a zombie. He, he really needs to retire. But of course, he's the greatest of all time. No. Put his play against Russ' play. It's about the same. They're both terrible. But why is Russ catching all the flack? That's what I'm trying to understand. Why is Russ catching all the flack for having one bad season? And and I'm like everybody else. I thought all Denver needed was a trigger man. But their problems go beyond the head goes. It goes beyond Russ. Because, you know, two people, they're part of the team. It's a team sport, I thought. So while these two, I mean, the head coach, everything falls on the head coach. Everything falls on the quarterback. And they got to take their blame and all of this. But get off my man, Russ. More football news. Uh, J.J. Watts finally calling the career in Arizona. J.J. is not particularly one of my favorite players, but you cannot knock the resume. He's, you know, he was too much of a self-promoter for me when he played here in Houston. He just did weird things to get attention. He really didn't have to because he was that good. Uh, we're not even going to get into the Deshaun Watson because he had the same masseuses that Deshaun Watson had. But nobody wants to talk about that. Maybe if you don't live in Houston, you're not in the know. But J.J. is calling it a career. Uh, my hat's off to him. Uh, he probably gonna, they're probably going to get him back here in Houston retires jersey and uh, NRG, which will be, be a good thing. Like I said, he's not particularly one of my favorite players, but you can't knock the resume. He was one of the greats. Moving on, the Cowboys. Uh, Got a hold of the Eagles this weekend. And now I want people to stop talking about it's the system. Because if it was the system, I mean, Garner Minshew played well. But if you were watching that game, and, I, and I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. If you were watching that game, if Jalen Hurts had played, we would have got smashed. Point blank, period. If Minshew could run a little bit, it would have been a problem. He still hung 34 on us. We just happened to hang 40. But... Get off of my man Hurts. He's the MVP. No, no hate involved. If you don't think he's MVP, you haven't been watching football this year. I know Josh Allen and Burrow. Yeah, check the records. My man Hurts is on top, and he needs that MVP nod. Moving on. Moving on. My man Tua Tungavaloa. It's getting scarce for him now. What he's been diagnosed with his third concussion. First of all. It's not his fault. The whole medical staff in Miami should be fired for what they've taken this guy through. If you're a football player, you're not normal. Because, you know, crashing into other human beings is not a normal act. And you, you're the quarterback of a team, and he's in his contract year. He's not going to say no. It was up to them. The NFL is always talking about safety and the, the you know, the invisible box that they put around quarterbacks. It's ridiculous. These, the medical staff in Miami did not take care of this young man. And if, if his career ends on this third concussion, I would sue the holy hell out of the whole lot of them. And the coach is getting up there like he's about to cry. Nobody cared. Nobody cared, in my opinion, when this guy was falling down on the field. You got to blame his teammates too, man, because if he's getting in a huddle and he's not knowing your name or what play to call, come on. Come on. Money ain't everything. So hopefully he'll get well. Hopefully he'll get his money in. Hopefully he'll get be able to play again. But the whole thing was ridiculous. Moving on into the NBA. My man KD, you know who he is. 
Uh, just passed Tim Duncan for 15th place on the all-time scoring list. No surprise, he probably will be in the top 10 sometime next year. But peep this, the Reaper's coming. And I've told you on several occasions, he's coming. Pay attention, stay tuned. Then we had my man Clay. Clay had the medicine for the Grizzlies, who Josh said he's not worried about the West. And Golden State's been terrible on the road, but at a home, they spice it up a little bit. Even with Steph out, they smacked the Grizzlies. And like I said, Clay had that medicine for Ja and, and, and Dylan. He, he gave it back to them. They wanted to talk. They wanted to, So he did it right back at them. But you know what? The only difference is Clay's got four rings. You don't have any. Like he said, they were talking dynasty. How do you go talk dynasty? You haven't won anything yet. You haven't even won the conference championship yet. Why are you talking dynasty? Like I said, I love Ja. But Ja, I'm going to say it again. Stay humble. This, I mean, it's good to be cocky and young. That's fine. But you overdoing it a little bit. Stay humble. Or you're going to be crying like you were crying last year when the Warriors swept, got your ass out of the playoffs and you on middle of the court crying like a little baby. Yeah. If you're going to talk that smack, be mad enough, shake their hand, your time is not now. I think he's ready, but you're gonna you're gonna have to do some. Your maturation process is gonna have to speed up. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I love Ja. Like I said, the team runs better without him running the point. Jones, when Jones comes in, the team runs a lot better. But you know that's a talk for another day. But like I said, Ja, stay humble. And then last night, Luka Doncic put up the 60, 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. Now, let's be clear. Everybody knows the NBA wants Luka to be the face of the league because he's a rock star overseas. And like I said, Luka has skill. You can't take it away from him. He's fun. Luke, what Luka's superpower is, he's big and he's fundamentally sound. He knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Like I said, I, I've seen better, but like I said, they want him to be the face of the franchise. 60, 21, and 10, yeah, phenomenal. Devin Booker's dropped 70. Russ averaged a triple-double for three years. Pretty much some of the same numbers. It was always their stat padding and, or this or that, but, oh, Luka's the greatest thing you've ever seen. We've never had somebody score 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. I'm like, come on. You're playing the Knicks. And Tom Thibodeau, you such a great defensive whiz. Why are you drug guarding him with 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guys? Put a body and some size on him. Jesus Christ. Great night for Luka. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Luka won't. They might make the playoffs, but he's not going anywhere. He's not a team player. He's an egomaniac. And last but not least, he's a crybaby. Like I said, not hating, but it is what it is. Moving on. And back to college football, my man at North Carolina Central to beat Jackson State. I've seen a recent interview where he's hating on Dion, talking about the disrespect that uh, Jackson State showed them when they when they went to the bowl game was, was second to none, and he expected more from Dion. Let me tell you something, guy. You're looking for front-page news, but you wound up on page six. Dion, like Dion said, you he knows how you should be treated. If you're gonna let somebody treat you like he said, they his team couldn't get to the front of 
the hotel because Jackson State's buses were parked right there. Well, like Dion said, why don't you just pull your buses up beside ours? Because, like I said, Dion knows how you should be treated, not how you just accept how they're treating you. And that's on you, guy. I wouldn't have walked no three blocks. I would have pulled those buses right up beside Dion's. The thing is, guys are looking for, for reasons to be mad at Dion when they should be just mad at themselves. He gave you the blueprint on how to do it. Of course, you don't have his celebrity or his cachet. You can't walk into any uh, boardroom like he can, but you need to build yourself up to it. You need to, you know, put yourself out there to help these kids. And I know the administration in most HBCUs is not the best, but you got to use what you got. That's basically what he did. He didn't have a magic wand and waved it and all the problems of HBCUs went away. He, he, he worked his mojo on it. Now, let me show you how he worked his mojo on it. Ed Reed yesterday. Ed Reed is the new coach of Bethune-Cookman. Another NBA, NFL Hall of Famer coaching the HBCU. He's get, given black coaches a way to step in and step out of the programming, either coach a major pro college program or go to the pros. Pay attention. Pay attention. Instead of the hate, appreciate pay attention okay last but not least uh Devonte davis these boxers man like i said they all want to be celebrities uh, and i don't usually when a uh any athlete does something out of ordinary is, is mixed up with police i don't I don't even want to give it any any credence because I don't like uh, the way they portray us. But the uh, Javante Davis choked somebody allegedly uh, last night, and I just think it's the pressure getting to him. Uh, when he was with Floyd, Floyd took out a lot of the pressure off of him. He's uh, he's already been uh, cited for choking his uh, baby mama in, in public, so. Uh, I think it just got a little, a little uh, ahead of itself, and I was Javon to the death. Like I said, to me, he's talented, he's talented, but he's not special, and that's what people need uh, to separate. These guys need to get in the ring and fight instead of beating up civilians. I'm like, come on, and like I said, I, I like Javonta, but come on, him and Ryan Garcia, they need to fight somebody. Shakur is waiting to fight somebody. Nobody wants to fight him. And Devin's waiting for anybody to sign on the dotted line. But they're making me not want to be boxing fans. And now Joshua's coming out in the heavyweight division talking about he's ready to fight. Hey, Joshua, fight Dante Wilder. And not, then I might believe you. Because you don't have any heart. And like I said, you're bad for the sport. Go back to modeling. Go back to modeling. Okay, let's jump into... What happened last week in the NFL? See what your teams are like. See what's going on. We can go back to last Thursday, Thursday with the Jaguars and the Jets, nineteen to three. The Jags win that easily. The Jags, I like I said, I thought they're going to be a problem next year, but actually they're a problem this year. Woo, Trevor Lawrence. Then we had the Bills versus the Bears, thirty-five thirteen. Really wasn't much of a game. I mean, the shyness pretty much wore off the Buffalo machine 
everybody knows Josh Allen is not what everybody thought he was. And the Bears, hey, Justin Fields, we're going to have to wait until next year. Then we had the Saints versus the Browns. 17-10 Saints. I thought Deshaun would have a better showing, but old Andy Dalton pulled one out. Uh, Deshaun's getting better game by game. You won't see the real Deshaun Watson until next year. Uh, I'm still on the bandwagon. I wish him luck. Then we had the Seahawks versus the Chiefs. 24-10 Chiefs. You think Pete Carroll still thinks uh, Geno's better than uh, Russell? I mean, I'm not knocking on Geno, but they let just went a little crazy. Like, you know, like Russell wasn't that guy. And like one, you know, couple of games, Gino, oh, Geno's way better than Russ. I mean, he's got numbers to be in the MVP conversation. But they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. And they're probably going to draft the quarterback in the draft. So uh, I'm glad you had a breakout season, Geno, but you're on the clock. Then we had the Vikings against the Giants. Two fraudulent contenders, in my opinion. The Vikings won. I mean, the Vikings have been dodging bullets uh, the whole season. But it won't be for, before long before they get hit square in the chest. And the Giants, I can't be mad at the Giants. Because like I say, although they're fraudulent, they're opportunists. And their coach takes advantage of anything he can. And that's the kind of coach you want. He's keeping them in the picture. But like I said, I don't think either is going to make noise in the playoffs. Then you have the Bengals against the Patriots. 22-18. The Bengals were rolling in the first half. And then uh, Belichick put his magic on the defense. And they shut Burrow out. But my man Charlie Checkdown couldn't get it done. Uh, you know, trying to kick, trying to trying to hit players in the, the unmentionables. I mean, what's, what's, what's going on with Charlie Checkdown? He's he's just out of pocket. Somebody's gonna hit him on on the blind side, and they're gonna mean it. But uh, twenty two eighteen Bengals. Then we had the Lions against the Panthers, thirty seven twenty three, and this was never Panthers, and this was never close. The Lions let me down. I was telling everybody the Lions are the one team that nobody wants to play. I guess they stayed at the club too long. They forgot they had a game because they were never in this one. They made Sam Donald look like an all-pro. But it was really the running game uh, with Chuba Hubbard and uh, Deontay Foreman that 329 total yards on the ground. Uh, Aaron Glenn is the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Hey, man, you better keep these guys out of the club and keep them focused. They still got a shot, but they let me down last week. Then we're moving on to the Falcons. Falcons and the Raiders. 17-9. Crazy. You know, uh, I mean, excuse me, Falcons and the Ravens, 17-9. Ravens still no Lamar. I, I don't think Lamar's trying to come back this year. And I wouldn't be mad at him if he didn't. And Huntley's doing an admirable job, but he's not going to get them to the playoffs. The Falcons... Yeah, they, this season pretty much over after Mar Mariota got hurt. The Ritter's a good young quarterback, but this year he's, he's not going to take them where they need to go, even with that, the Sarvis, even in the Sarvis division of football. So there we have it. Then we had the Texans against the Titans. And I, your boy called this one. The Texans, 
yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do. But Lovey Smith's defense is no joke. And with uh, Tannehill being out, Malik Willis, it's Vrabel's fault because he should have been getting this kid ready. He was not up to the task. And that Tampa 2 killed him. 1914, it's all over for, for the Titans. I don't think there'll be a division championship this year. Doesn't matter how much you run Derrick Henry. Then we had the Commanders against the 49ers, 37-20. The Commanders had one job, just one job. Even with my man Chase Young back, exposed the 49ers offense. It was not to be. Taylor Haneke, the fumble on the goal line. I'm like, come on. Uh, but Purdy still stood in there, did what he had to do. 49ers roll on. Then the game of the week, Eagles versus the Cowboys. 40-34, I just call it we even. Because when the Cowboys played the Eagles the first time, we had Cooper Rush. This time we played them, they didn't have Jalen Hurts. So I just call it even. I mean, some great plays in the game. I got to take this time out to talk to my defense. Because Micah, you, you've disappeared for the last three weeks. And Trayvon Diggs. You, you're the double move king. You guys got it to get it together. Even though we won that game, I was not overly impressed. Like I said, uh, it's, it's show me time. And and after that, I'm going to give it to Dak after he threw the interception. He he did right the ship. But it's on the defense now because the offense is clicking. Shout out to my boy T.Y. Hilton. Great play. And C.D. Lamb showed up. You know, he shows up every one out of three games. But we them boys, and we got the win 40-34. Then we had the Raiders against the Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett is the quarterback of the future, make no doubt. 13-10, the Raiders saga continues. Like I said, Josh Allen is not a head coach. He's a great coordinator. He's not a head coach. Now he's splitting the narrative that his people are not in there. It doesn't matter if you have your people. You're not. You're not that guy. Uh, <clears throat> this looks bad for Derek Carr, but hopefully he'll still be right after next year. But we'll see. Then we had the Packers and the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were going to run them out of the building. Really, 26-20 Packers. Tua with like I said another concussion, and Aaron Rodgers showed up. The real Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's back on his. Uh, California dreaming type thing, and it's 50-50 whether they make the playoffs now or not, but uh, missed opportunity by the Dolphins, and uh, Packers took advantage. It was, it was a good game by Aaron Rodgers. Then we had the Broncos and the Rams. 51-14, this is the game that got uh, Daniel Hackett fired. Pretty much 51-14, the Rams haven't done anything all year. They got Baker Mayfield looking like an all-pro. He had to go. 51-14. Yeah, Hackett had to go. Uh, then we had the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. Talking about Tom Brady looking like the old man that he is, 16-19. The Cardinals let this one get away. Even with the third-string quarterback in there, McSorley, they didn't do enough in the final quarter to go ahead and seal this off. Once you let Tom Brady tie it up and you go into overtime and he gets the ball, it's pretty much a wrap. And the final game was the Colts versus the Chargers. 23 Chargers 
Justin Herbert has his full Monty of players now. They're going to be a problem. Even with the coaching woes and the Colts, the Just Saturday experience should be over. But with their, with Jim Irsay as their owner, you never know. You never know. Now we're going to track down the teams that are already in the playoffs. AFC, you got the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens, Kansas City, and the Chargers. They've already written their ticket. They're in. NFC, Eagles, the Cowboys, Minnesota, and the 49ers. A couple more spots to be filled. Who's it going to be? Now moving on to the NBA news. I'm pretty sure you've always heard AD is out again for extended period of time. We don't know how long. Uh, we we will we will say is when is LeBron gonna be hurt and so he can be out too. He never plays long after AD gets hurt. We'll see. The Nets nine straight wins. They back their third number three in the East, but nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to talk about Kevin D. Kevin Durant. Like I said, the Reapers coming. If this was Luca or any other guys in the league, they'd be piping him up. Oh, he's MVP. He's MVP. But they won't. Like I said, anything short of winning a championship, they are not going to give Kevin Durant his due. Nine straight wins, ladies and gentlemen. Nine straight wins. But no feedback. But I'm going to say it again. The Reaper coming. Uh, also, Sabonis for the Kings, the surprise team. Like I said, I thought the surprise team was going to be the Clippers by the All-Star break. But it is the Kings. And they're playing Golden State Warrior basketball better than the Golden State Warriors. And one of their main cogs, Sabonis, got hurt. Uh, doesn't doesn't say how long he's going to be out. Atlanta's having problems with Trey Young. He's unhappy. Uh, Nate McMillan is old school. And he basically told Trey, if he doesn't play the team, I mean, play, Trey pretty much plays under control in the team concept, but he has a little Kyrie in him. He plays hero ball sometimes. Nate is not having it. Nate was teammates with Gary Payton. He's not having it. He cares two cents about Trey Young's attitude or, or any of that. Like I said, he played with Gary Payton. Uh, so, like I said, if the Phoenix Suns want to win, they, I will trade for Trey. Trey and, and Book, that would be a problem. Uh, also, the Suns, Booker has been out. He he came back and played the last game, but he's he been out for almost a week. Uh, also, NBA, uh, the, the Grizzly ar arrogance, I pretty much covered it opening the show. They just need to pipe down and play basketball. Um, and the, the last thing uh, on the basketball front there's been talks that James Harden wants to return to the Rockets. I told everybody when he got to Philly, it was it was uh it was it was uh he doesn't like playing fiddle to anybody at this point in his career, especially not to Embiid. You know what I'm saying? Embiid's never been an MVP. I mean, he's playing the two man game and he's doing everything he's supposed to. It really looks like he's lost a step. And now let's talk about going back to Houston for what? For what? They've got pieces to be, you know, they've got uh, Jalen Green and uh, the the host of youngsters. They don't need him messing that up. Yeah, they're going to have a couple of down years, but why would you want to leave a contender to go back to the Rockets? 
You miss the strip clubs that much. Nobody told you to take less money to stay with Philly. But he figured his guy, Daryl Morey, was going to hook him up. They was going to move Embiid out the way. But it was not to be. So now you're stuck. Coming back to Houston? I think not. Now we're going to cover the divisions, the leaders in the divisions in the Atlantic. Of course, it's, it's uh, Boston. Tatum's balling. Uh, the Central is the Bucks. They pretty much coasting. They, they, they just wait for everybody to get health, healthy. Middleton's been in and out of the lineup. In the Southeast, it's the, it's the Hawks. Even with the turmoil, turmoil with Trey Young, they're still leading the division. In the Northwest, we have the Denver Nuggets, who uh, surprisingly, uh, I'm going to say this, I've always said that Joke is, is the third best player on the team. I'm going to go ahead and switch that. He's the best player on the team right now. Jamal Murray is still recovering from that knee, and I haven't heard anything about Porter. So, the Joker is the man right now. Pacific is the Clippers. Kawhi's finally got off the bench, and he's playing back-to-backs. It's going to be a problem. And then we have the Southwest, the Pelicans. Even with uh, my man Zion being sidelined for a couple of days, games, they're still holding it down at the top. Who would have ever thought? Okay, we coming to a close here. We're going to jump into the college football playoffs. Too many bowls to cover. But first, we got Georgia. You got number one Georgia against number four Ohio State. My take on the whole thing is Ohio State, it's gonna it, the stars are have to gonna have to come out for the, for them to win this game. They do not to be need to be behind to Georgia. They have the firepower to go toe to toe with them, but it's gonna be up to that Georgia defense. Because if they get behind and trying to come back on the Georgia defense, just throwing the ball, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Like I said, the Georgia quarterback is like thirty years old. He's not that guy. And Ohio State has the talent to beat them, but that's something they're gonna have have to actually do. Like I said, the stars are gonna have to come out. Michigan number two, Michigan against number three TCU. To me, Michigan is way too physical for TCU. But nobody's played more competition than the Horn Frogs the whole year. So they're not scared. They're not scared. Michigan can't come out playing like a Dejago. They got to come out, punch them in the mouth, and roll over them. TCU are called the Comeback Kids. And, hey, if your coach's name is Sonny Dykes, you got a chance. It's possible. So that's probably going to be the best game of the, the, the bowl series. Can't wait to see it. We're going to find out and see what happens. All right, we're coming to an end here. I'm going to give my shout-out. Uh, first, I want to shout-out to the whole PINC family, Plumbers, Inc., uh, shout out to my Tilt family. Uh, shout out to the DMV. Man, I want I, you know, I want to give a shout out to my dog. You know, my dog Tipper, cause she keep it a hundred every day. And her partner Chloe, aka Lolo. Hey, dogs make the world go round sometimes. I want to shout out to the little bad kids on my street, my man Masai and his twin, cause there ain't nothing like a five year old telling you. That nobody's going to take packages off your doorstep because he got your back. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out to my nephew Dutch and the Westfield High School basketball team. They're running into a little rut right now. Keep your head up. Keep balling. And as always, it's the end of my show. It's your boy OG.
and I'm out. U-T.